0: Now welcome in from the All-American, subsite site of TheAthletic.com, Stuart Mandel, formerly of Fox and Sports Illustrated. Stuart, Rich Ackerman, welcome to the show, and congratulations on the new gig. How are you?
1: I'm great. Thank you very much, Rich. We're very happy with how the All-American is doing so far.
0: You know, for those of us, uh, or for those that don't have it just yet, let's get the business uh, aspect out of the way. How can sure. you get it? How can you sign up? Because it's a very, it's a very affordable package, and, and there's a lot of great content on there.
1: Go to theathletic.com slash Uh It's our subscription college football site. It is nothing but good written content from our team of writers across the country, all of whom have covered this sport at a very high level. And people who go to the site immediately notice no ads, no videos, um, no clickbait, nothing, because it's a subscription model. So um, it's about $5 a month. It gets you access to our site, but also um, all of the coverage across The Athletic, many different sports. Uh, including very soon, Seth Davis for college basketball.
0: All right, and uh, as you mentioned, a lot of great content so far. Uh, you could you could spend hours upon hours on there going through everything, and a lot of great, interesting stories, and a lot of great opinions, uh, such as yourself. Uh, you know, speaking of opinions, once again, uh, week one of the college football season had a lot of overreaction. Probably none more so than the appalling situation regarding Kevin Sumlin and his family at Texas A&M. You know, it's one thing for the administration to come out and say, you know, they need to be better as they did uh, before the season, but do they really need to come out now and stand by them? I'm not saying ultimately don't make a change, but everyone, so to speak, needs a, a Pee Wee Reese.
1: Well, I think that when a ms AD came out in the spring and basically in public on a Paul Feinbaum show, All but said, he's coaching for his job. That put an extreme amount of pressure on Kevin Sumlin. Now, obviously, he could not have opened the season in a much worse way. Um, I think the letter that was sent to his house, which was disgusting, maybe was a bit of a wake-up call for people that, uh, you know, as much as we love to talk about hot seat and who's going to get fired or not, it is people's lives, it is their families, and you know, maybe we need to ease up a little bit. Uh, But, you know, he's got his work cut out this year, people – are, are just t- tired there eight and five seasons, especially with the amount of money he's making and the recruiting classes he's bringing in. And the unfortunate part about the first game was not just that they blew it, but they lost their quarterback in the first game of the season. So Kellen Mond, a true freshman will be the guy they count on down the stretch. And in that game against UCLA, you can see he's a really good runner, um, a good fit for that offense, but just did not have any success at all through the air. And, because of that, teams are really going to you know, defend them accordingly.
0: And, of course, their plight isn't any easier by being in the SEC, which has some of the top teams in the nation, including uh, Alabama. You know, I can't remember a game since Urban Meyer left Florida that I thought that going in, Alabama might lose. Now, of course, you know, it it did take a last-second win in the national championship by Clemson last year to beat them. But, you know, this run is is one of the all-time greats uh, under Nick Saban. Where in the annals of college football would you put this so far?
1: If it's not already the best, it's it's certainly pretty close. You know, the only thing in, in the modern era I compare it to is Bobby Bowden and, and 14 straight seasons of finishing in the top four, which was, you know, you look back at that now and go, how is that possible, <laughs> 14 straight seasons, top four? Uh, but, you know, first of all, Saban's already won more national titles um, in in eight or nine years than Bobby Bowden did in his whole time at Florida State. He was also, and then Bobby Bowden be the first to admit this, you know, course, had a chance to join the SEC. He told him to join the ACC because he thought it would be an easier path to the national title, and it was. So, mm-hmm. you know, what Saban is doing in what I would say up, up until last year was the toughest conference in college football, um, you know, 85 scholarship limit, which wasn't in place for most of college football history, um, more games, you know, certainly to win. And now in the playoff, you've got to go 15 games. Yeah, I, I think you can say it's the greatest run we've ever seen in the sport.
0: Talking with Stuart Mandel, the All-American. Speaking of Florida State, you know, they lose DeAndre Francois second straight year. They have a a major player with a major injury and and is done for the season. You know, obviously there's much more, uh, you know, extenuating circumstances why they're not playing this week and and thoughts are in a different spot. But as it pertains to the football field, you know, how do they come back from that?
1: That was... uh... I mean, losing, there's no shame in losing Alabama, but the DeAndre Francois injury was about as crushing as it gets because they're just not set up at that position. You know, some, some programs, there's a guy waiting in the wings who, um, you know, could have easily won the job in the first place. But in Florida State's case, they had two straight classes where the touted quarterback in that class is no longer in the program. So the drop-off from Francois to a true freshman who, frankly, was kind of under the radar recruit and considered a project, a guy who probably wouldn't play much for the first couple of years is steep. So, you know, once things get going again, and frankly, it looks like the Miami game, I mean, I can't imagine that Florida State Miami game is going to play played next week. So, mm-hmm. you know, it could be a while before we actually see him make his first start. I think it would have been pretty rough for that first start to be against Miami. You know, I think the good news is Florida State has a, an unbelievable defense and you saw that in the Alabama game, and that's going to win a lot of games for them, but I just don't, I no longer see them as a re- realistic uh, playoff contender, not with that problem at quarterback. Speaking with the staying
0: with the quarterback theme, Oklahoma and Ohio State tonight. Uh, why has J.T. Barrett regressed, and what has been the key behind Baker Mayfield just keeping keep on getting better and better?
1: I think there's a couple of reasons J.T. Barrett regressed. I think in the 2014 season, he had two first round receivers and Devin Smith and Michael Thomas, who were a huge part of that offense, and it frankly explains why Cardell Jones was able to come in for the playoff and play as well as he did uh, with no prior experience. They don't have receivers, or at least to this point, have not had any receivers like that since then. Um, And he also lost Tom Herman, who was obviously a fantastic uh, quarterback coach and and offensive coordinator. Now, they brought in Kevin Wilson, which I thought was the best coordinator hire anybody made this offseason. He's one of the absolute best offensive coaches in college football. Um, We saw in the second half of the Indiana game some receivers make some big plays. So that's what you're going to be watching for tonight against Oklahoma. Um, I know all eyes are on J.T. Barrett, but it's as much about the receivers to me as it is J.T. Barrett. The receivers gaining separation um, against some really talented Oklahoma DBs that allow him to make those plays.
0: You know, I think one thing that college football has done by instituting the playoff uh, that has really improved it is improving the the early season schedule in particular because teams are uh, scheduling a lot of great games early. But the only problem that I have now is, Stuart, they're all tonight. They're all at the same time, you know. How can college football work? Because you know, I, I may be old, and I don't want to be one of those get off my lawn type of guys. But but college football growing up was always noon and three thirty Eastern time. Uh, and I have no I have no problem with the night game, but but let's spread it out a little so they're not all up against each other.
1: Yeah, that's really you know ESPN and Fox. They go through this draft uh, before the season of which game who gets which games, and you know that's their strategy is they want as many of the games in prime time as possible that's when the most people are watching um, i actually think espn doesn't mind if you're flipping between the games as long as you're staying on their channel so you know the alternative for them would be okay move the um uh, let's say move the stanford usc game in the middle of the afternoon well then whatever you put on at night is gonna nobody's gonna watch so you know uh, they have their reasons it's a really complicated process uh, and i wish that it was a little bit more spread out today but you know, the, the, the time-tested thing is that prime time is when you want the best game. Well,
0: Saturday night in Death Valley is always special, uh, whether it's LSU or Clemson. Uh, but but in particular, Clemson tonight against Auburn with Jared Stidham, who gets his first big test as Auburn's new quarterback. Does he represent their best hope since Nick Marshall?
1: I think so. I mean, we saw it at Baylor, albeit in limited um, action. You know, I think he's the real deal. I do think he's going to need some help from an offensive line. That wasn't that great last season and, and in the opener didn't necessarily wow people. Um, but, you know, Gus Malzahn's a great offensive coach. Their struggles the last few years have been almost entirely about the lack of a uh, you know a, a playmaking quarterback. Now, tonight, Jared is going against uh, one of the absolute best defenses in the country, certainly one of the best defensive lines in the country, so it'll be interesting. Now, don't forget about Cameron Pedele, a great running back for Auburn as well, but you know, all eyes are on him, not just him, but, but um, you know Kelly Bryant for Clemson, the guy who's stepping in for Deshaun Watson. We're all curious to see how he fares as well.
0: You know, it's tremendous what what uh, Dabo Sweeney has been able to do. I mean, this has sort of been bubbling for a while, and, and now it's really come to the surface, the depth of talent that he has brought in over the last couple of years and, and really put Clemson as one of the elite programs in, in college football.
1: Well, in particular, I've just been amazed at how well they've reloaded on defense from year to year. Yep. Uh, you know, they, they've, think about the defensive linemen they've churned out over the last two years, whether it was, uh, you know, Vic Beasley, um, now they've got Dexter Lawrence, Christian Wilkins. Um, you know, they're just, it's just incredible. It's, frankly, there's only other one other program in the country that's doing that, and it's Alabama. And Clemson obviously is not historically thought of in the same uh, category as Alabama. So a lot of credit to him and to their defensive coordinator, Brent Venables. You know, this year's team, last year's Clemson team, frankly, had to reload more on defense than this year's did, and they won a national championship. So I'm not worried about their defense. I do think it's a tall, tall ask. Anytime a program loses, whether it's Oregon losing Marcus Mariota or Florida State losing Jameis Winston, now Deshaun Watson, when you lose a quarterback of that caliber, it's very hard for me to believe Clemson doesn't take at least a little bit of a step back.
0: And where are you today? Are you uh, home
1: watching all these games? Yeah, <laughs> I decided to stay back. and There's, There were so many good games I didn't want to be at one of them and not be able to see the others. I'm watching all of them.
0: That's a good way to go. Well, Stuart, thanks so much for, for everything. Greatly appreciate a couple of minutes. Best of luck with the site. It's great. Uh, I'm a subscriber. I'm sure many will follow as well, but it, it's, uh, it's certainly nice to, nice to see it and great to read all the, all the great stories.
1: Thank you. We really appreciate it.